Welcome to Season 2 of the Adult Children Voices Across America Speakers Meeting Podcast. You can attend this meeting live on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time using the Zoom ID 848-5208-0640, password 061120. For more information about adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families, visit adultchildren.org. The following speaker share from Mark was recorded on December 29th, 2022. Uh, hi, everybody. Yeah. My name is Mark. I am an adult child of an alcoholic. Um, in case you didn't catch it the first time, I'm also an alcoholic slash addict. Um, and you may hear like little meows. That's my cat, Maud. Um, I only introduce her every single time I speak. If you've heard me speak before, you already know 20 minutes into this, he will be wanting some sort of attention. So I'm just saying, she's saying hi. Um, it is so good to be here. Uh, you know, these longer shares really give an opportunity to, um, to really dig in and like, I write, I always write a little bit before, you know, and just kind of let where the pen's going to take me. And it's, you know, it's, it's great how even from the last time that I shared longer, how this one is different, you know, um, I was also scrolling through before too, to make sure that my sponsees are on here. Um, and they are <laughs> not going to call them out or anything, but it's good to have everybody here. And um, because we spend a lot of time when working through the yellow book. We spend a lot of time talking about our current adventures in life, in relationship, and things that we're experiencing now with our lovers and in our jobs. And um, I want to say that it's not only, uh, I mean, I hope that I get the opportunity to help them, but it is also so helpful for me to be able to be a fellow traveler and sponsor people in this program. And I've been sober for 10 years and I have sponsors in that program as well. Um, I can't tell you, well, I can tell you, I, people in ACA know, like when, when, we, when I got here, there are things that I can just share that I've never been able to share in AA without that funky look. Here I can share everything about my past. And I know that these are my people and people get what I'm about to say, you know? So I was home for Christmas and um, it was one of the best Christmases I've ever had with my family. And then I'll go back into the past and I was having lunch with my mom and she just starts telling me about when she was younger and, you know, she, she wanted out of her mother's house and how her mother would just slap her and um and just for no reason for her saying the wrong thing and my mom my grandmother was a big she was a real she was very she was a church goer and so her whole answer for everything was go to church pray it out and um but also in her everyday life she would do things like just smack my mom and and just if she said the wrong thing, or if she left the house at a wrong time, she would kick her out. And my mom was telling me these stories. And she was also telling me about her relationship and how she got into a relationship with my dad. And I always thought it was my dad who was the one that went and introduced himself to my mom. 
And it turns out my mother was the one that like did all of the um, introducing with her friends and like was the one that went up to him and he wasn't interested in her and she stalked him and just like, you know, it was like this like stuff I didn't know. And it was just really cute because I never asked for her to give me this information. I have not over the years have had this relationship with my mom, but being in ACA for four years, I now have this relationship with my parents. And the relationship started to change when I stopped begging them. That's my word for what my situation was or accepting. I stopped accepting the way that things were and just didn't care as much and started working the ACA program. Things started to flip. They started to see me change. Um, and they've really just kind of come full circle um, about our relationship. You know, uh, I, grow, I grew up in a family where my dad was an alcoholic. He would come home at, at, at one, one fifteen, tripping up the stairs drunk. Um, I would hear him coming in the door. I knew at 1.15, it was about my time to wake up because that was the time that he was going to, sometimes he would fall into the front door. Sometimes he would make it in the front door. Um, sometimes he would come in and sit on my bed and tell me how much he loved me. And if I responded well, great. If I didn't respond well, then I was a piece of crap and, and, and worthless. And what ended up happening afterwards is that he would get in fights with my mom. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that I've, as I've worked this problem, um, worked this program, is that I always thought it was my dad, the alcoholic, that was the only problem. And what I've gotten to realize is, is that my mother, the codependent, was also a big part of the problem. And um, I remember when I first started working the steps in ACA, and we got to the point in the yellow book where it start using the word codependent. And I was like, there's no way that I am like that. I am not like my parents at all. I am different, you know, because I always thought that being codependent was this negative trait that was weak, you know? And, um, and I realized it was, uh, you know, them together, uh, you know, gr growing up, you know, with a codependent mom and an alcoholic father, you know, I would protect my mom. I would sometimes get hit. I would get thrashed with words on a regular basis. And with promises of my mother leaving my father the next day and them never coming to fruition, they're still together today. And then with them not coming to fruition, my father saying things to me like, you thought you were going to get rid of me but she didn't, you know? And, and so it caused other problems. Um, I remember walking through the house when I was a kid being quiet because I just wanted to not be seen. You know, I wanted to be able to go places without them saying anything to me. And when caught, I was yelled at for being too quiet and sneaky. Like that was a word that was always used to describe me. Um, or if I was too loud, you're grounded. You know, I spent a lot of my, I, I mean, listen, as a, I, I'm not only an adult child, I was also, a, you know, as a kid, I was a kid, so I did naughty stuff. So 
I think that probably a quarter of the time that I was grounded, I probably deserved to be grounded, you know, because the kids will be kids. But I spent a lot of my time grounded just being somebody that was a child that was not favored by my father, you know? And um, in effect, I also was called many words. I was called, I would pick out an article of clothing, which by the way, my brothers would wear the articles of clothing that I would pick out, but me picking it out, it was only what a faggot would pick out. But, you know, and then two days later, I would see my brothers wearing it. And I remember seeing that and being so angry because they had no idea what I had to go through in order to get that article of clothing. And here they are just wearing it freely, you know? And so it also caused conflict with my brothers and I and my parents caused, you know, a lot of competition between us, you know, um, because that's, they didn't know any better. You know, that's how they grew up. That's what their parents did, did to them. And so there was this, it was chaos, you know? And so it was right about 15 minutes that she needed some attention. And um, as you can see, it was, you know, it was a, it, it wasn't a good childhood growing up. Um, I found alcohol at 12 and found a way to escape. And it was, I found, I, I found separate friends from friends that my parents liked and people that I could party with. You know, I moved out at 17 years old. Um, I moved back in, I moved out, I moved back in. I, the, my great uncle was the sheriff who was called on me all the, you know, he was called on me. The threat of me being arrested happened all the time. So, I mean, I am so textbook adult child. So it was no wonder that when I got into relationships that I had no idea how I was correctly supposed to act in a relationship. Um, I remember always being uh, fighting, throwing furniture. Um, there was always, you know, I thought it was passion. I thought passion was what you were, how were you were supposed to be in a relationship? I thought you were supposed to fight with each other. You know, my first long relationship, you know, the way that we ended wasn't, I, I, I didn't love the person in uh, my, my way of getting out of the relationship was moving to Spain, you know, um, and come to find out in working the steps, what I realized about how I was in relationships is I wanted to sabotage them because I didn't want to be the one who said, I want to break up. You know, I didn't want to be the one who said, this is, this isn't, this isn't working. Um, so my first relationship was a disaster. I moved to Spain. Um, a lot of my 
early 20s and 30s, because I got sober at 40, um, a lot of my relationships were based on how much we drank together, you know, and we would drink until 4 or 5 a.m. We would get into our huge fights, and then a couple hours later, we would make up, pass out, and do it all over again. My relationships didn't change until I got sober. I got sober at 40, and I had, um, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do ACA if I wasn't sober. I wouldn't have been able to do ACA without the strong foundation of working the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, I found out when I started working the 12 steps in Alcoholics Anonymous that I had no skills. No, not only did I have no like skills in life, like I remember when I first got sober, briefly, I'll tell you, I couldn't go to grocery stores because they were too much, they were too busy, there was too much. I had to learn, relearn how to do laundry. I had to relearn how to like do things with dishes, you know? Well, it was the same thing in ACA. When I first started working the ACA program, I had to relearn not just relearn, I had to learn how to be in a relationship. I, I didn't grow up with parents who taught you how to listen to somebody, um, how you, you, as a couple or friends, you work through situations. My first in, inclination when I got into a relationship and things weren't going wrong is to burn it down, get rid of them. So I can move on to the next person. You know, it was not to work. It was the beginning and the end, but in the middle, the meat of the relationship, it was just, I had no idea. I had no idea how to deal with it because I just, you know, even to this day, my parents speak to each other. They don't speak to each other. They yell at each other from across the room. <laughs> I also remember too, that's why I thought that was like, that that was passion. That is how you speak to each other. Um, come to find out, it's not. Um, so I had no idea how to be in a relationship. I had no idea that you, you know, and there, there's the co-founder of ACA, Dr. Janet Geringer Waited, and I hope I pronounced her name correctly. I love her stuff on YouTube. Um, I love a lot of the things that she says. First of all, she says some really great stuff, like no other group of people have been through so much and have been able to accomplish so much in, in having the, in gone through so much. And, and it's so funny when, when I heard her say that, it was like, you know exactly what she's talking about. It's like when there is like a fire around me, it's when I am at my best. When there is absolute chaos going on around me, it is when I'm absolutely at my best. When there isn't a fire and things are calm, I'm freaked out, you know? And in a relationship, for the longest time thinking that I need to be with somebody that's passion that we yell at each other. I need to be with somebody where we have some sort of like you know, 
some, you know, we need to have something to look forward to. So we need to fight. We need to, you know, we need to, it's exciting. We need to just keep this fresh, you know? The idea of having a normal relationship was beyond me. And I had my first normal relationship about two years into sobriety. It was, we were together for three and a half years. And we would speak to each other. We would speak to each other every day. We would discuss our plans together to go on vacation. He was my best friend. And we still talk today. And, um, you know, he was my first realization that I could also have a relationship with a normal person. Now, I do want to still tell you that there is still that, at that point in time, there was still that addict, an adult child who was like, wow, this is kind of boring, <laughs> you know? But it's it's being truthful, but it was it was a real adult relationship. I didn't meet him and was like instantly in love with him. As I got to know him more, that is how I fell in love with a person, you know? So it wasn't just like this fire and an explosion. It was it was a normal relationship that we had and we still talk today. We still, we still, you know, uh, you know, he's got some things that he's working through as well. That was a beautiful relationship. What brought me into ACA was uh, a relationship that I had after that. It was about a year after that. And um, he was much younger than me. Um, and it was one of those relationships that I read so clearly about in the big book and or the red book and the the yellow yellow book or the yellow workbook is that person that I want to save and want to take care of. And I it was it was it was still better than any relationships that I had in the past. You know, I was still we would speak to each other, we would, there was love there, you know. Um, he was also an addict. He didn't want to be sober anymore. I saw that happening. I, and, you know, I was letting him be that way and was still trying to manipulate him into staying because I didn't want to let go. And in my manipulation, it's always funny when I would manipulate people, especially in relationships, and then they would have their own personalities and do their own things. You know, that was always a surprise to me that they had their own will, you know, and so then that's when the relationship would go awry. And I remember saying goodbye to this person and and finally saying it was on FaceTime. And I, I remember finally saying, I have to let you go, you know, and I remember the shedding of tears that we had together and we spoke a little bit longer. But I knew it was the right thing to do. Um, I also know that that at that point in time, I didn't know it then, but I know it now, that the feeling that we get, that I get, not so much now, but in the past, of taking care of somebody, of manipulating somebody, or or just not wanting to let somebody go, 
that to me is the drug in ACA. That to me is the high. That to me is also the bottom of ACA. That is that is what you know when I'm when we're talking about the steps. That's that's what it is. You know that we do as adult children to to hang on to to try to get that self esteem, to try to get that love, to try to get that which I did not get as a child. You know. Um, and by the way, um, I have. I am surrounded by lovely people in my life now. Lovely, lovely people. Um, it's how I knew that I had to let this person go. I will tell you, I had never experienced the body pain as I had after I ended this relationship. Now, to me, how I found ACA, it was rather divine because I can't tell you exactly how I found ACA. Um, I do believe in the magic. I do believe in the spiritual program. I believe in the spiritual program of, of Alcoholics Anonymous. It, it is it is one of the things that I focus on. I believe in the humor of being an adult child. I just don't think of my situation as as it being. It, it is a part of who I am today. It is not all of who I am today. I'm an adult child. I'm an addict. I'm also Mark Christopher. I'm also a brother. I'm also a lover. I'm also a worker. There are many aspects to me. This is one thing that I've also gotten to find out about and dig into and and work on my relationship. So I just don't think of it as heavy as it used to be. But when I first got here, it was so heavy and my body just felt it all, you know? And and I cried. I was on my I was on my floor in Santa Monica and I was just crying in my loft. And I, I, like I said, I, I found the yellow book. I found the red book. Um, I went to the Saturday night meeting, hated it at the beginning. And I'm not telling this because I've told this story so many times. Uh, I hated it at the beginning. It was a life sentence that I needed to be uh, at eight o'clock at night on a Saturday. This is, you know, this is my sentence. And I remember after about five or six times, it was that change that you hear of in ACA. And um, for me, it was the first time that I heard some words in the Red Book that made me realize that it wasn't my fault, that I was a child. And these things that happened to me had nothing to do with adult mark if it was a child being treated this way. And no child could ever be treated that way, just, just period. And tears started to fall. And um, you know, I stayed and I, I have, I, I found somebody to work the steps with. I still talk to Max. He's such a great guy. I remember us getting yelled at because we would use that same room to work the steps. And the people in the office at the Grove would come out and tell us to please be quiet. And because, you know, we would, we would just, we were loud. You know, what can I say? And it just helped. To um to work at first, I needed to work the steps with one other person. I couldn't do it as a group, and I worked through the yellow book. And you know, we read these words, and we read the traits, and we read, you know, our defense mechanisms that that I developed as a child to get through these situations that were put before me as a child. You know. And 
you know, I started to realize too, you get deeper in the book, the, the word codependency starts to come and then you're like, oh no, you know, I'm a codependent. And, and you start to realize that codependency isn't as bad of a word as, as I thought it was. It is a word where, you know, you get your self-esteem and you get things from other people instead of looking inside yourself and getting it from yourself, you know, and, you know, as you work through the um, steps and listen, it was a lot of laughter. It was a lot of laughter. It was a lot of crying. It was a lot of pain. There were a couple of times that I needed to slow down. And I remember reading in the book too, this is not a quick program. This program takes whatever it takes. But, you know, I always like to say this too. I mean, you know, you can't take away 40, I was at what, 45 years sober, 46 years sober. You can't take away 46 years of 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 being an adult child away in four years, you know? So you learn, I learned to subdue, um, you know, the things and realizing that I'm going to, I'm going to be around. So I don't need to, I, there's no expiration date or there's no graduation from ACA. And I sank in and I started to, you know, I, I work the steps and, 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 and I love the integration integration part of ACA, where you start to realize, um, you know, those defense mechanisms that we had, those character defects, you know, where they come from and why we use them. And, you know, you start to realize too, that when you're doing them on a daily basis, or, or not on a daily basis anymore, when, when those things come up, you know, mine was um, people in, um, positions of power. I remember the first couple of years, that's what I was always discussing. I was still always getting into a fight with somebody who is in a position of power. How dare they tell me what to do? Who do they think they are? Do they know who I am? You know? And that was one of my defense mechanisms because I was had to be so hyper vigilant growing up with my family, you know? And again, I grew up in a family where no matter what, how good your grades were, how bad they were, you, it just was never anything that you could do to make, you know, it, you just, there was nothing you could do. But that was the other thing too, is in working the steps, you start to realize there's nothing that I can do in order to change my family and the way that they are. Because what I realized about my family is they don't realize that there was ever a problem. And once I realized that they didn't realize that there was a problem, I stopped trying to change them and I started then realizing that how I set my boundaries with them is how it's going to work the best for me. You know, there was a nine to 10 month period. I didn't speak to my father and he called me back and we finally started speaking and, and he said, he apologized for the way that he was, you know, um, my relationship with my family has completely changed, uh, like, like threefold, you know? Um, so it was because of this. And I remember when I got to the end of working the steps, we were sitting here at my place, my sponsor and I, and I know I share a lot of, I, I love this, is that I started crying so hard when I, and, you know, finish the steps. And I remember my sponsor saying to me, that's a good start, you know? And I, 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 I mean, I can't think of a better place to come and like shed tears. So 
I just like, and, and then in shedding the tears, it's a different way of shedding the tears. Like then it was like, it was, it was shedding tears of like, she's a monster. (laughs) It was shedding tears of like relief, you know? Now, when I said here, like, like, things are just more joyful and light now, you know, and I love it when I'm speaking, you know, sharing with my sponsors and they're sharing with me about things and they just are feeling hot or, you know, held up and I, I get the opportunity to give some insight because it's just not as it's just not as deep and, and sad to me that it once was. Um, I, I have a practice, what I do with my ACA program every day. Um, I connect with my higher power. You know, it's really important to me. Um, I listen to to what to what I need, you know. I still as an adult am that guy who will start criticizing myself, you know. Um the difference now is is that I'm able to stop the critical parent. You know, I am much more in tune with my inner child now than I am with my critical parent. Like I, which, which I know that it, it comes across because things are much more funny to me and humorous than they ever have been. I also don't feel that I have to take a lot of my relationships when I was younger was because I didn't feel like I deserved anybody better. So I was just taking what was given to me. I now know what I want from relationships. And I'm willing to wait for them. And if it's not, we get to take that relationship someplace else. My friendships are way different now than they were in the past, too. I was also manipulative in relationships. I wanted everybody to do everything I wanted to do. That was also coming from a place of fear. I was fearful of everything. So I would try to control every situation plan everything and do everything so that I could have full control of what the outcome was going to be. I just don't care about those things anymore. Like I used to, um, I just don't think about that much as much anymore. Um, ACA is, is, is just such a, it's just such a, like, you know, it's been, it's been four years, but it's, I know that it's been four years, but it hasn't been like, I worked a group, I worked a group yellow book study and it was really fun to like do it with like a group of three or four people after working it one-on-one because it was nice to share with other people what they had gone through as well, you know, and it was, um, it's also been great to build friendship 
in ACA. We had like a birthday party for somebody in ACA on, on Zoom. I'm sure some of you were probably there um, with DJ Ritz. I think it's DJ Ritz. Um, and we like dance uh, our bouquets off and then had like a little thing on Zoom and it was just well put together. It was just, it was really cool to, to do that with everyone as well. And, um, you know, if you're new and you're just arriving and you, I mean, I just was like, I, I just was, I was just so sick of, sick of being like sick, you know? And if you haven't been to the six meetings, just experience them and just like, just know that like the people that are in here really are, they're just, this is exactly like the place to come and talk about your issues with relationships and the things that like haunted us in the past, you know? Um, it's just, it, it just gets so much lighter and it gets so much easier. And, you know, after working the steps twice, like the tools of, I, I mean, I want to, I, I want to take my parents and like, just like tell them that everything that they could do. And like, but, but it's just, like I said, if there is no, if the person has no idea that there was anything wrong, then it's like, it's not even necessary. But um, I, um, I just wish all of you the, um, the joy of this. And, um, and, you know, there, there's, if you're, if you're not, no matter where you are, it's like, I say this, to, I, I'll end with it. One of the, working the yellow book was so imperative for me in working the steps. But the other thing that has been so imperative for me in my life, and this was in Alcoholics Anonymous too, was to read the red book. It was to read the, the, the big book in AA because I, again, am an adult child, but I'm also somebody who sees education and learning and love that. And the time and effort that has been put into that red book and the knowledge that has been put in, in that red book and get yourself a highlighter and get yourself a pen and then get yourself a red pen so that, that you can double underline um, because you're going to really find, at least I found that I learned so much about myself and the situation that I'm in and the amount of time that they have spent studying adult children of alcoholics um, is, you know, it's, it's just, it's outstanding. And it was just such a, um, it has been and still is a really cool experience because there's still places in the Red Book that I run into that I am just like, okay, so this is, this is, this is, I needed to know this, like, you know, and it's, it's just, the Red Book is, Full of titillating information, and um, I, re I just 
I, I just want everyone to know that like my life is completely different. I love that you guys have this like timer like right on the screen. <laughs> it, 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 it's the best. And um, I want everybody here, you know, to, to experience the, the sanity um, of what was once insanity that I experienced. Um, you know, and 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 uh, you know, it's it's like you can always start over. You never have to like, you know. It's just we are. We don't, you know. As as I was once like a a, a you know a puppy lost puppy. It's like I just I'm just a completely different person, you know, and. As I know how much time I have left, I'm trying to like leave you with some enlightening, <laughs> deep in, you know, deep information on ACA. Um, but you know, I will say that as anywhere you can tell your story, this is the place where you can tell it. Um, I'll end it. I will end with this a little bit. I was back, you know, for Christmas and my dad, he's not doing well. He's, you know, he's got stage four and um, there was this, he's not going to ever be that guy who says, I love you and, and you're the best son. And, and, uh, and, and I, I want you to know that, you know, he's not going to do that bedside thing, but he did, we did have as a family, we had a talk about his will and testament and what he was going to do and what he wanted to do and who he wanted to have what. And because of the work that I've done in ACA and also the work that I've done in Alcoholics Anonymous, I was able to catch what he was trying to do when everyone else was trying to say, we don't need to discuss this right now. I was able to say, no, this is something that dad needs to talk about. This is something that he needs to say. This is his moment where he is telling us that he loves us and he cares about us. So when I talk about the magic and I talk about the spiritualness, that's, that's one of the, you know, that's what I mean in ACA and, and, and in Alcoholics Anonymous too, is being able to catch things that other people aren't able to catch. So um, it, was, it was hard but it was a conversation that we needed to have. I have been going home since I have found out about my father because it's the right thing to do. You know, I get, I get to um, spend as much time with him as I can before he leaves. And, you know, that's the, that's the work in ACA. I don't go home and spend time with a man who is degrading me and is, that same man that I grew up with. It's not that situation anymore. I would not put up with that. I would not go and spend time with a man like that. Um, nor my mother as well. Our relationship is completely changed. So for me, that is the work that I've done in ACA. Um, I also find too that I don't need to have, a, you know, a draw. I don't. Have, it doesn't have to be a moment where I stop everything and say this is not how you're going to treat me you know i have learned in aca the grace of moving things in the right direction 
and creating boundaries without it being a theme every time, you know? And that's the tools, and that was the choice, and is the choice of how I like to live my life, you know, in NACA and in Alcoholics Anonymous. It's the way that I choose to live. And, and to me, it's that, I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. I didn't grow up, you know what I mean? It was about throwing furniture and, and, and yelling at each other. So I learned that here. I learned that from working with others. You know, I learned that by facing what always wasn't easy to face, you know, but also not feeling like I had to rush through facing those things. So coming out the other side, it has been incredible. It has, um, I, I look forward to hearing from everyone. And um, I am Mark Christopher, adult child of an al- adult children of al- adult child of an alcoholic, as well as I've been sober for 10 years. Um, and I look forward to hearing from you all.